0: Hi, and welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is NJ Falk, an internationally recognized Webby Award-winning journalist and creative who often is referred to as one of the chicest women in the world. She's been named style icon by Louis Vuitton. In addition, NJ is a longtime contributor to Forbes. Today, we're discussing pitching yourself in business, Welcome to the show, NJ.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. I'm so happy
1: to join you.
0: Yes, well, thank you. Thank you. There's so much value in you. I'm not even sure where to start. (laughs) Well, let's start with pitching. In order to have an award winning blog, The Blonde and the Brunette, and be a longtime Forbes columnist, along with several other publications, you'll have to be good at pitching. And I'm sure you've heard a lot of pitches yourself, right? Absolutely. Yes. So wait, before you start, NJ, I'm going to let our audience know a little bit about you and your pitching. So you've been pitching at least since high school, where you convinced your headmaster at your prep school to let you speed through the fields of study and enter into NY as a high school junior. So I'm gonna ask you Wait, <laughs> let me
1: back up on that.
0: I went to my headmaster
1: and the University of Hartford was right near my prep school and then let me go to the University of Hartford part-time while I was going to school and then I went to NYU. So at a very early age in the film school.
0: So you are a pitching master.
1: <laughs> I managed to convince him because it yes. was really important to me.
0: Yes. Well, give our audience some actionable steps to pitch yourself in business.
1: One of the first things you always need to do is be prepared. And I also, for many years, had my advertising agency. I have a corporate background. I worked at American Express, MGM, Universal Studios, and then my own advertising agency the UXB for many, many years, and you need to be able to present yourself. I was actually very shy at a young age and had to start to push myself. So the first thing is to prepare. You need to prepare your argument. You need to prepare what you wanna say. You need to break it down into bite-sized pieces. And that's the most important part to get prepared and really find out what's going to be compelling The other side. The next part is actually practicing. You need to practice in advance, often memorize those tiny sound bites, and go forward that way. If you're really shy, and I found myself, whether I was at a conference table, doing a speech, one on one, I often used a paper clip or held a pen in my hand for something to steady and comfort me
0: wow okay that's that's great that's a great tip
1: (laughs) yeah the other thing is if you're ever in front of a large
0: group or a podium or whatever you know
1: find something to hold on whether it's the podium or something else even if nowadays you're on a zoom call it's the same principles everyone's on zoom get prepared think about what you're going to say anticipate others people's questions and reactions in advance so maybe you have those responses prepared i mean that's the first thing in media training they teach you that all the time prepare for the confrontational questions the difficult questions what you think those will be so have those answers ready so you know what you're going to say and also if you're on a zoom call be prepared for those moments gotcha
0: gotcha okay okay any other any other action steps we should take when pitching ourselves in business that you can think of?
1: I think it's, you know, anticipating the answers. What if somebody says no? What's your counter to that? Because as Chris Voss likes to say, that's usually the beginning of the negotiation. So that's a good sign. So what do
0: you do when you get no's?
1: I usually tell that person or team whatever, thank you, Uh, this is so very helpful, let's talk about this and ask them to really explain why they're saying no and so we can get into the discussion and while they're doing that, I'm thinking about the responses, what's a compelling counter discussion and how I can overcome those issues so that we can figure it out together.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Now, do you think it's best to go the old fashioned way and send maybe snail mail, or do you think it's best email or social media? Is there any pluses or, or minuses to either one?
1: I think you have to judge each situation individually. Sometimes it's better to open a discussion with an email just so you hear some of the issues that are going on. But I, if you're having blocks, And and not making progress i really believe in picking up the phone getting on that zoom meeting and really having a discussion but you've got to assemble your facts in advance if you don't have your facts and your information and what you're planning to counter with or what you want to achieve and what your objectives are lined up in advance you're not
0: going to succeed gotcha Gotcha. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. All right. Okay, well, good. I mean, that's some great information when it comes to pitching yourself in business. I think that that's incredibly helpful. So let's just kind of recap that that little portion of what we just said, just so we can break it down into bite-sized pieces, pieces because sometimes people are, they're cleaning their house, they're driving and those different things. So just kind of want to just recap that, like in a short little blurb. Can you do that?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And it's really important, you know, people listen and if you're presenting yourself in a job interview in a meeting, it's those first few seconds, sentences, break it down, be prepared in advance, map out all your arguments, all your positive things that you want to say, all your objectives, be ready for the counter responses and be upbeat. And don't be confrontational. One of the other things you and I have talked about is it's important to take the emotion out of things. So take the emotion out. If you have difficulty speaking with others, use something to to yourself. Have a pen, a paper clip, anything that gives you a little sense of
0: security. Gotcha. So what you're saying is, is to take out the those emotions that scare us or that kind of make us feel like like we can't do it. Take away those discouraging emotions and just kind of go for it. Is that what, what I'm hearing?
1: That's what you're hearing. And the other thing is, I always ask myself, and I've learned this from Dale Carnegie books, what's the worst thing that can happen? And when you play that through in your mind in advance, then you say, oh, well, that's the worst thing that can happen and you can prepare for that. And it helps you take the emotion out And you start to be able to say, deal with it very easily. So it becomes a non-emotional issue, and you know where you're going with something.
0: Gotcha. Well, let me ask you this. This is just kind of a. It's just a little extra to that question. Now, when we remove our emotions, how do we still remain passionate about what we're talking about? I mean, is is how do we balance removing the the fearful emotions that get us that set us back to balancing those positive emotions that push us forward? That is
1: such a great question. Removing emotions doesn't mean that you shouldn't be enthusiastic, excited, be able to talk about whatever it is that you want to get across. It just means that you're not going to maybe that a more emotional, negative side of something. And if someone brings up a difficult point, You're not getting emotional about it. You're gathering yourself. And you know what? It's okay to take a breath. It's okay to lean back a little bit, Mm. talk about something else for a second before you jump into that counter response. So that's the way to handle it. It doesn't mean you're not excited
0: and happy to work with someone. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, now that's really promising. Now, sometimes we struggle with, being comfortable with pitching ourselves because of our previous setbacks in life. Now you were raised by your optimistic parents and you were raised to be optimistic, but you suffered some major personal setbacks early on. Can you tell us your story?
1: Well, yes, I'd be happy to. And I've learned so much from this. One, I'd like to say my mother was an incredible role model for me. She was a graduate of Parsons School of Design, a creative director at a young age, married very young. And my parents really felt it was so important that you're responsible for yourself, that you're the person that you rely on, and you have training for life. My mother was widowed at a young age when my father was killed in a plane crash. And from that, I learned how to be resilient. And my parents both, you know. <laughs> My parents both sort of prepared me for this and said, you know, things can happen in life and you need to be educated, work hard. And that gave me also a sense of security in life that I could have a can do attitude and make my way. Hmm. So, a lot of people, when they encounter uh, difficulties, tragedies, et cetera, it gets them down. So, you can either make the choice to move forward be positive be resilient and fortify yourself or give in to those circumstances from my background I learned that the most important thing is that I can rely on myself be strong and that hard work takes you a lot of places
0: gotcha so you lost your you lost your dad and you had to grow up dealing with that as a setback now what about your what about your mom
1: well, my mom was incredible. She uh, was resilient and uh, helped me make my way. And I think that was also because she had this incredible educational background. She and I were both prepared. We were financially prepared. My father spent a lot of time with both of us talking about finances, managing money, balancing budgets, saving, and being prepared in life. So I I think one of the most important things is that you have to learn how to manage your own finances, budget, be a saver, especially early in life, which I always did, so that you had the resources and you were disciplined. And that often means doing without, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. If you're saving the money, you have that security blanket
0: in your life. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes, you're right. You're right. Well, that's very touching. That's a very touching sto- story of how you used a setback or setup or a comeback to make you stronger and make you more resilient. And the same thing for your mother. Now, of course, there's you know, no one.
1: About that, and I hate to interrupt you. I was always spurred on by, you know, I want to make my parents proud. I'm keeping this family tradition going of hard work and being successful. And people live on through you. So when you're doing a great job, you're bringing their legacy forward as well. Right. You don't want to
0: let those people
1: down. At least I didn't.
0: Right. No, that you're, that's 100% correct. We, what we do, what are we doing it for? Our time here is only, you know, a, minuscule in <laughs> when you think about eternity so it's what we do the dash it w- is what happens in between it's the dash that's most important right
1: absolutely but i also say it's a marathon and it's not a sprint although i always felt because my father had died young and my mother had passed away young that time is limited just as you're saying so i was always in a rush to accomplish as much as I could, as fast as I could.
0: Yes. Okay. So you lost your father and then you lost your mother.
1: Later on. Yes. I lost my mother and also my uh, younger brothers. So I was always in a hurry and I, I being in a hurry is a good thing. And it also can possibly affect you in a way in the workplace, just because you're always so in a hurry. You want to accomplish everything so quickly, I think I would tell my younger self that it's okay. Everything doesn't have to happen all at once, that it's this incredible journey and enjoy
0: the journey. Wow. That's, that is beautiful. No wonder why mentoring is so important to you. And it's such an important part of your life. Now I have to let our audience know that you believe so much in mentoring that you trademark the term mentorpreneur.
1: all also out of this incredible experience. My Forbes, being a contributor to Forbes, so many young women started reaching out to me, asking me questions, and also through the blonde and the brunette, and also because I in, invested in a lot of startups that are in fashion, luxury, consumer goods, and all my business experience, I was starting to get this influx of questions and women and young men asking for advice. And this suddenly grew into this business with two other partners, Priscilla Presley and Lauren Sheik. And Lauren is someone I've mentored as well as Priscilla over the years where we developed our online community for mentoring and called The Forward Female. And it just came out organically through so many people reaching out. And it was my turn to give back because so many people have mentored me and given so much to me.
0: Yeah. And you also have a saying 99 questions. I can answer one. You have a column, right? 99 problems,
1: but I can help with one.
0: Oh, there we go.
1: (laughs) I can only handle one problem
0: at a time. Right. Well, I love that. Let's see what our audience is thinking about mentoring. This is the part of our show where it's interactive. So if you're listening in real time, go on to the IG stories on the Total Fit Boss Chick, and we're going to have a poll question listed. Do you think you would do better in business if you had a mentor early on? So we're going to put that on the poll questions. Now, don't worry about it. If you aren't listening in real time, check the IG highlights the responses and the poll questions will be there and you can still weigh in now since nj is the official mentorpreneur i want to put a little extra time in in our segment called the mentoring moments now this is where i fire off some thought-provoking random questions and we're gonna get advice
1: i i think so (laughs) I, i love this idea and we'll see how i do under pressure Oh, no you will do.
0: I'm just wonderful. kidding. <laughs> You'll do wonderful. Okay, so when you are most uncomfortable, how do you get past it? What action steps do you take? Wow, that's a great question. When I'm most uncomfortable, I
1: actually like to step back, think about the situation, and I don't think you always have to give a response right away. It just depends on the situation. If you're in a room and you have to i mean take a a moment to think about it talk about something else and then come back with your answer if you have in a situation where you're in a zoom meeting in an email correspondence step back and don't necessarily respond right away you can Mm -hmm. always say to people i'll get back to you let me think about that before you respond, so you gather your thoughts. It's okay to do something like that. You don't always have to have the answer on the spot.
0: No, that's great. That's definitely a great approach. Is there anything that has happened in your past that now knowing what you know, would you wanna go back and redo it? Or did you learn any lessons from some actions that you took, but you maybe took the painful route?
1: For me, a perceived failure is especially in my early years in my career is I was always in such a hurry and I didn't necessarily enjoy some of the early successes, the early achievements. I was always striving for so much that I didn't enjoy the moment and didn't live in the the moment. I was always in such a hurry. And of course, I trace this back to my own personal background thinking, what if I didn't have the time? What if things didn't happen soon enough? And maybe I was a little too aggressive sometimes and pushed myself too much. So I would definitely go back and think about some of my own behavior in the office in the early days and maybe asking for too much when I wasn't ready for it. I really needed more work experience. And my mentors and my bosses were pacing me the right way. And sometimes I didn't always see that. And they were doing me an enormous favor.
0: Oh, that's, that's very helpful. That is very helpful. Now, you mentioned some of your mentors. Can you think of any particular advice that one of your mentors gave you that you carry today that helps you today?
1: <laughs> so many great mentors over the years, especially in my corporate jobs. But I think the best advice and some of the best things that I got from so many of them was paying attention to the details in a lot of the work that we did, double checking things. I do that to this day. It's, it's paying attention to the details often makes all the difference. One of the other things that I learned is that you have to dig in when you don't know something and it's okay. You can ask for help, teach yourself new things, and you should be always teaching yourself new things. So that's the only way you're going to keep moving forward. Mm, And the most important thing I learned was to be able to accept change, because everything keeps changing, and you have to be able to accept change. If you're not good with change, it's going to hold you back.
0: Wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right about that. Now you have so much to give and I really want to know personally about you. What are you curious about right now? What's got your curiosity?
1: I love these questions. It's another great question. Right now for me, technology is the key to so many things and being technologically savvy. And what I mean by that is in the whole direct-to-consumer world, everything that's happening, whether it's on websites, SMS, um, tech stacks, you name it, being abreast of all the issues that are happening and being fluent.
0: Right. It's ever so changing, right? (laughs) Right. And it's so important to
1: force yourself. And I enjoy it to learn all these things because it impacts everything we're all doing and to also be constantly curious I'm constantly curious about everything that's going on and want to keep myself educated and continually re-educating myself. Otherwise, I can't stay part of the conversation. And to me, that's really important. I always want to be part of what's going on in business, in the world, in culture, and to do that, you have to keep yourself abreast of everything.
0: Right. Did you teach yourself or learn web design?
1: I taught myself through having my agency and I had partners at that time. And so I learned the web designs. I learned the different platforms, whether it was Magento, Shopify Plus, doing all the back end, all the operational issues. I mean, I'm very, very fluent in all of that. But again, it's been an ongoing journey and I started at the really the beginning of when everything was emerging and some of these things are painful to learn and a lot of times you have to dig deep within yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to do this, I'm going to force myself and you're, you can be proud of yourself and pat yourself on the back when you've learned these things but it's an ongoing process. And that's the thing. The journey is always ongoing. It never stops. So that's the thing. Once you've learned something, there's something new to learn. Keep learning, keep changing.
0: Which is so beautiful, right? That is so beautiful. (laughs) You know what? I could talk to you all day, but you just did a launch yesterday and you, I know have to be exhausted. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I really, really want you to Make sure that you just take care of yourself today, which I know that you will, because you have a great balance. Uh, You have a great work-life balance, and and I know that you, you cherish your weekends, so I commend you for that, and I do that as well. I cherish those weekends, and so with that being said, I want to let everybody know how to get in touch with you. I would
1: love that. Anybody can follow me along on Instagram at NJFolk. And also we have the Forward Female, so you can reach out to us on the Forward Female, our mentoring, online mentoring community. And also the Blonde and the Brunette, if people want a quick daily dose of fashion and style, that's a quick read. So I, I would love everyone to reach out and you can send questions my way. And I will be happy to engage with anyone who wants a little mentoring advice.
0: I told her on the phone actually right before this and I sent it to her in an email as well so I can't say it enough. She is literally one of the most humble people that I've ever spoken to. And when I tell you that she is known as a fashion icon, LA's leading lady is what she was named, leading lady of style, leading lady of style by LA <laughs> Angelos Magazine. Are you serious? <laughs> and she's so humble. And if, and if, and I tell you, you can Google her, you can see all her, all of her beautiful pictures, all of the fashion, all of the style and all of the advice that she gives. So this woman is so genuine. So to have her on the show, I could not be more grateful. Thank you. Thank you again so much.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been an honor to get to know you. Your questions have been very probing, and I'm actually going to think about them more even when we're done. So that's a real gift that you've given me.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Now, as always, everyone, thank you for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please give us some love and give us a review on iTunes. And we may feature you on our segment called What We're Loving. So you're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.